0: Welcome back to another episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. living. And we have Tom Stanfill wandering the halls of the sales universe.
1: Wandering the halls with beer in his hand.
0: This is quite the visual image, a word picture you will never forget. But today we are going to talk about how we are all so passionate to grow ourselves, to, to grow into uncomfortable areas of our life. And why there's there's such a painful process involved in that. But first, what is that cold, frosty, refreshing beverage in front of you?
1: Scott, I am drinking today. This is my first, just for clarity purposes, this is maybe accountability purposes. This is my first beer. (laughs) Or any sort of... Uh, alcohol, alcoholic beverage. Um, not ever, just
0: this. No, not day? ever. Just since, today.
1: Since last night.
0: Oh, since last night. Okay,
1: good. Yeah, so I am holding in my hand a cold Ironmonger Brewing Company, which is mm. located in Marietta, Georgia, which mm. is near my house. First time I've ever had this uh, uh, beer. It's mm-hmm. billet blood orange ale. The blood orange got me, Scott. It's not okay. orange it's blood orange it is blood orange oh Uh, that sounds 5.2 percent okay this is an ale not an ipa yep for those who follow us they're scoring at home i usually drink an ipa Mm -hmm. so yeah i i do have this vision (laughs) maybe i just got foam all over the microphone i apologize oh good
0: we're going to short circuit this whole thing. I, I do have this vision that our listeners are out there with a with a tick sheet, um, maybe even a yeah. spreadsheet, kind of keeping track of what we drink every week, yeah. and they're making laundry lists of things that they want to go get. Shopping well, the lists. Hundreds of thousands
1: of listeners we have, Scott. We constantly are getting feedback on our beer choices. So you absolutely, know yeah, uh,
0: we've I've lost track with the I've been buying these Destin brews, and they don't they don't uh, disclose their IBUs, and I think our audience is disappointed in that. But I am back with another Destin Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I am sticking with the local brews down here. This is the Beeliner Blueberry Pomegranate Sour Ale. Mm. It's a mouthful, and I anticipate this is going to make my face go bitter beer face. Um, <laughs> not sure exactly how that's going to play out on the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, it's 4.8% alcohol by volume. So that's, uh, I'll be enjoying okay. that. It's something that basically is made for this time of year, spring and summer, as we head into spring. So let's mm. get that going. Enjoy. Mm.
1: Wow. Excellent. Cheers. So, Cheers. so back to our audience that's keeping up with their uh, tick sheet. Um, yeah, I would score this beer low. <laughs> okay, we're not, it,
0: there it goes a there goes, goes a potential sponsor.
1: Yeah, we just lost a sponsor. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little sour. Hey, and that may be me. It may be me. If, if Ironmonger's listening, it could yeah. be me. I just Not you. It's me. Yeah. I got you.
0: Before. I think that's the best um, way to break up. A but, song uh, I'm
1: going to drink it anyway, because I'm committed. And we're Absolutely. talking about the pain of growth today and what keeps us from growing and, and and moving to the next level in our career or life. And so sometimes we just have to push through.
0: Yeah. So we'll push through, through that. Do. Push through that for sure. Yeah. I think this is a really valuable topic. I mean, a lot of times we get, we get very technical with the selling part, of yeah. the career, um, sometimes we like to take a step back and talk more about the human elements of being a sales professional, being a, a sales leader, being being a professional of any sort, just being a human. And mm-hmm. uh, and I like this topic because I think there's so many of us that um, live in a comfort zone, a circle of convenience, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that you know something or someone, perhaps ourselves, needs to kind of push us through that. And so I think anything we can talk about here that helps people expand their own horizons would be would be useful so let's do it let's get into
1: it yeah I love it yeah well you know what as we as we i like probably most of our listeners have made, had to make some changes in how we communicate and sell and lead and influence and all the different um, roles that we have mm. because of this virtual environment you know I've had to deliver talks to large audiences when I'm just staring at a camera in nobody's face. That was very uncomfortable. That was a growth for me. As you know, I've been doing a lot of writing. I just finished a book. That was a, a big stretch for me. I mean, mm-hmm. my English teachers from high school or college heard that I was writing a book. They would go, they, they were the biggest, <laughs> what, <laughs> what and they would be accurate in their, their, um, yeah assessment of my potential. So a lot of these things, it was growth. It's like I'm moving out of my comfort zone and I'm gr- trying to grow and expand my, my abilities and grow and, and develop. And it's, it's painful. And it's really got me to kind of go through some self-reflection lately. Is just, okay, why, why is it difficult? What, what, what am, what am I learning and what have I learned from others about how to push through the barriers of growth? and and move to the next level because yeah. i think a lot of our barriers to getting to the next level are emotional it's not just um, hey discipline i got to do something and there's a lot of emotional barriers
0: absolutely absolutely i mean who wants to you know step out on that ledge and and potentially fail at something right i mean yeah. when you when, you know i heck i spent i don't know 22 years at schneider electric and was very very happy there and then when you know when you absolutely begged me to come over here and and help you i i was very fraidy scared i was i was definitely fraidy scared of that um i was used to a a little bit larger staff than what i have here and and, and i'll tell you it's 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 been a growth opportunity for me really has i mean you think about you know the difference between you know maybe 20 30 people on a team executing a huge budget to oh my gosh i'm an army of one with you know a slightly smaller budget. And, right. and, and now I run all the marketing tools in Salesforce and, you know, I had to learn a tremendous amount and boy, did I fail miserably a couple of years ago. I would have fired me by the way, but you yeah. you were kind enough to keep me on.
1: But, well, yeah, I mean, I know you're joking, but but yeah, you, you, what you did is you put yourself in a outside, you moved outside your comfort zone. You said, I am now at the ripe age of let's just say 40. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: a little bit more. Yeah, maybe give or take. Give or take ten years. Give or take ten <laughs> years.
1: <clears throat> You're saying I'm going to get way out of my comfort zone and move from managing a team, yeah. an organization, a large budget to how do you drive a content strategy and how yeah. do you how, you know how do you how do you help a small company grow? That was a major move for you. How do you help a channel? You were building a channel for us, so which means you know you're going to have to learn something new. And so most, most adults don't like to learn how to roller skate at 40.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. They don't, they want, they don't want to, you know, so we stay in our comfort zone and here's the problem. If we stay in our comfort zone, we're never gonna get better at anything. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been, um, I don't know, thinking a lot about, okay, why is this so, why is this so painful? Why is it so painful to, um, you know try something like speaking or maybe writing or um, maybe you're trying to develop your social chops and you're not getting the following or you're um, you want to get a promotion or you want to move into a new role or whatever it is that you need to do or get better at we shy away from that because uh, because it hurts so much to fail it's not yes. just time. there's the way I look at it there's time and pain yeah you know there's time if you want to get better at something there's time that's required but there's also pain. And how do we, how do, can we lessen the pain, manage the pain and work through that?
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, they used to say, you know, practice makes perfect. And, and to some degree, the more you practice, the, the, the closer to perfect you get. Uh, I had yeah. a baseball coach one time say, that's not true. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect, perfect. practice makes perfect. perfect. Yeah. You have to really, really, A, I think there's the desire in gosh, how many times have we talked about desire on this podcast as it relates to rep development, but right as ourselves, as we're developing, you have to really, A, want it. So you got to make that first leap of faith that I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and even try this. And then B, live with the fact that there are going to be missteps and failures along the way. And that's all part of growth, which is why I love this. I love this subject. Yeah. And I think that's
1: the, that's really what we want people to walk away from with, from this podcast with is, okay, here are some tools and strategies that have helped us either because we've experienced it and learn it from, you know, like me stepping out and writing a book. I mean, that was very painful to write something and then just get ripped apart. I remember one <laughs> thing, like the first editor that I worked with, I mean, she basically in two pages highlighted every time I said the word "insure." Okay. insure. Okay. Yeah. It was like 25 times. Oh. And she just made me feel like an idiot. So, yeah. Why is that? So so then, fear for I don't want to write anymore, right? Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard. Really, what I'm saying is you're making me feel stupid. Yeah. And it makes me feel bad about myself. And therefore, I don't want to do this anymore. I would rather go do the things that I'm good at and I get compliments for and stay in my comfort zone. But if I'm going to learn how to write, which I felt like that was what I needed to do, Pain is part of the process. Feedback is part of the process. So why did it sting so bad when I just got feedback on how to be a better writer and my yes. ability to comprehend it? Or when I'm going to speak, okay? I'm going to go out and I'm going to make a presentation, whether it's to 10 people, five people, or it's to 1,000 1, people. Why does it hurt so bad if I don't hit the mark? And why do I get so nervous? And therefore, if I get so nervous and it's so, I'm so afraid that I don't do it? Or, or I don't do well or I don't perform well because I have performance anxiety. Or after the, if it doesn't go well afterwards, I think, well, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. So these are all the reasons that people stay in their comfort zone.
0: Well, and, you know, this, this happens in our personal lives all the time. And it just yeah. reminded me, like, you know, I'm, I'm down here with my wife and we're, and we're kind of practicing snowbirding for a couple of months just getting yeah. out of the cold weather. You're doing a and
1: great job, by the way. You're doing a great job. I me. feel like I am.
0: But uh, here's, here's where I failed. I am not a good Scrabble player. I have resisted (laughs) playing that game for my entire life, but she Mm -hmm. loves it. And so I said, sure, I will play Scrabble with you while we're down here. Mm -hmm. Tom, I have not beaten my wife in Scrabble in the 30 years that I've known her ever. Not once. And we've played four or five times down here and I have gotten smoked. And so I got upset the other night and said, I don't want to ever play this game again. And she right. said, rather than be upset about the fact that you're losing at this, why don't you look at it as an opportunity to expand your vocabulary? Exactly. And I was like, I, that's a good point. I mean, I have like a fifth grader vocabulary. That's the way I cannot get the triple
1: word scores. I just can't,
0: can't get out. That's a,
1: such a great example. That's <laughs> such an example. It's like, so why does it upset us so bad when we lose oh, it? You know, God. Why does it upset you that you lost at Scrabble to your wife or you constantly lose or somebody's better at you than something? That's, it's so painful. So therefore we say, well, we're just not going to play. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to play if I'm going to lose. And so, and here's the reality. If we want to get better at something, we're going to lose. And yep. we're going to lose more than we're going to win. Um, and I think it goes back to what we learned in our childhood. You know, and not to get, you know, Freudian on us, but I mean, you just go back to high school right? We learn that our performance equals our value, mm-hmm. right? We're, oh, yeah. We We learn that, hey, if I do that well, people will give me love. I will get attention. If I don't do that well, I will not get a love or attention. And so somehow we get, we learn early that, hey, if I'm good at football, people will like me. If I'm bad at football, people will not like me. Or if I'm good at this or if I'm attractive or it's all about my performance. So when we go to perform, especially when we're learning to perform something new, if I don't do well, it says a lot about who I am and my value. And that's painful if it doesn't go well. So you're not smart because you can't beat your wife in Scrabble. Hmm. Right. That's yeah. what you can tell yourself. You can say, hey, I'm not, gosh, what's what's wrong with me? Or yeah. why can't I do it like so and so? Or I will never be this way. Or gosh, I suck. Yeah. And it's that it's the way that we process it is what keeps us from getting better. Because when I've studied the people that achieve amazing things, they are not amazing people. Yeah. They've yeah. learned how to manage the process and the narrative and push through the pain and and say, bring it on. Like like one of the things I want to do, you just kind of pack this a little bit. I want to, I want to do a stand-up comedian thing. Yes. I want to go to one of those like shops where they teach you how to be a stand-up comedian and they go open mic. Not because I want to be a stand-up comedian, but right. because I think it would help me learn how to speak more effectively, which is part of my job, right? When the book's coming out, I'm going to need to speak more. I am scared to death at the idea of standing up in front of people and telling a couple of jokes. Yeah. What if I'm right. not
0: funny? What if they throw something at me? Right.
1: Well, why does that even matter? <laughs> like if I stood up in front of 20, 30, or 40 people and I said, hey, I'm going to try a couple of jokes and they didn't laugh or they booed. Why yeah. is that a big deal? Why didn't I just go, well, that wasn't funny. Whatever. No, I would leave. I, would, I probably couldn't sleep for two weeks after that because, God, suck.
0: <laughs> so- <laughs> My probably- timing was all off. That's yeah. not even funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so true. So true. That's a good. I didn't not realize that that's what you you want to do because you know we have talked about improv training, for, for yeah, from time that's to time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. Uh, I mean, I think one of the hardest things I could ever imagine just being up on stage and someone says, "All right, make me laugh about a walrus," and you're oh, like, "Oh yeah, how?" <laughs>
1: Can't think of anything funny about it. Why is funny. it such a big deal? Like, why yeah. is it such... Well, and a part of it is because we... Certain situations we put ourselves in, we, we attach meaning to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm in this situation. Oh, I'm going to speak to five people. Who cares? Oh, I'm going to speak to 50 people. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now well, I What's the difference? There's no difference. The difference is how we interpret that. Because if we fail, what does it say about us or... What, what message do we take away? So we've got to learn to manage that. So that's kind of what I want to share is start with kind of what we've learned, either from our own experience or from other people on how to manage that negative narrative is what I call it, the negative narrative.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, I think it's a very interesting topic. And for those that are listening to, you know, Sales with Aslam for the first time, where we put the emphasis on the ales, by the way, Tom, I want to make sure that's crystal clear. Yeah, um, we do.
1: I think we've demonstrated that passion. Yeah yeah um we're not um, afraid of ales
0: all of this is designed to help us improve as as humans as well as sales reps so let's dive into you know maybe a, a few takeaways a few not takeaways but a few uh reasons the negative narrative sort of exists let's give those those bullets to these folks and then maybe we can jump into some some uh, solutions or or ways. I think
1: this is the, I think, you know, we get into solution mode, like what to do, what to do about. Yeah. Again, kind of what we're, you know, we're talking pretty conceptually, but all we're really saying is for you to get better and and get better and move to the next level, whatever it is, whether it's parenting, becoming a better spouse, um, getting married, something you want to accomplish personally, Mm -hmm. a business you want to start or getting better in sales or moving up. You got to get out of your comfort zone, and when you get out of your comfort zone, you're going to fail. And when you fail, there's pain. And so, how do you manage that? And how do you manage what's going to happen to get out of comfort zone? And the first thing you do is fight the negative narrative. And here's the the first thing I would say is negative narrative is I shouldn't fail. Right. I I I shouldn't fail. Like uh, okay, so this is the first time I'm going to do this. I'm going to deliver a talk virtually or I'm going to do my first virtual presentation or I'm going to do my first time I'm ever going to lead a meeting or I'm going to it's the first time I'm ever going to write a blog or an article or whatever it is, the first, I'm the first time I'm ever going to stand up. What I'm going to, how I'm going to judge myself is how that performance went. Like, okay, well that went well there. It should go well. And if it doesn't go well, I failed. Right. Therefore I suck. And here's the, re, here's the reality the negative narrative is you shouldn't fail. It means if you do fail, there's something wrong with you. No, you should fail. If you do something for the first time or when you start to move in this new direction and you try it for the first time, you will fail. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be a politician and you run for office, you will not get elected. You have to not get elected two or three times before you'll ever get elected. Failure is part of the process. If you go speak for the first time, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Maybe you get lucky. But somewhere in there, you're going to struggle. So that's the first thing. The negative narrative is I shouldn't fail. That's not true. That's a lie. Failure is part of the process. Yep.
0: Yep. I mean, were you a good skier the first time you got up on skis? Some people, I mean, when you learn to ski as a kid, it's much different. I don't know if you've, if if this idea of failure hasn't been ingrained in you yet, because I remember my first time skiing and it was not pleasant the first several days and I broke my leg in two places on the third day oh I ever skied God. yeah yeah so you talk about failure that's that's pretty epic failure but I yeah, had spent my life skiing after great, that because I just loved it after that you're I don't gonna,
1: know why. Just go. yeah you, you learn to ski you're gonna fall yeah you are gonna fall you are gonna fall it's gonna yeah, happen. So embrace it embrace it yeah 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 um okay good good Let's keep another going. Another one, another one that I believe. Okay, so these are negative narratives that I have to fight. Is it, well, it should be easy. <laughs> you know what? There's something wrong with me that it's yeah. not. It's, it's easy. I, it should be easier than this. You know, um, it should be easier for me to learn how to write. If I were really a good writer, you know, and if I were really talented, or if I really had what it takes, this would be easy. Right. And I, um, I had the great opportunity to watch um, somebody that I I really hold in high esteem, who I think is probably one of the best communicator speakers that I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, They're on, you know, super successful at speaking, and I don't, it doesn't really matter the backstory. The point is, I put them up on the, on the highest pedestal I possibly could put them on and their ability to communicate and speak. Okay. I'm behind the scenes and watching this person in front of the camera, you know, because all I ever see is the last take. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the, the behind the scenes cut, 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 cut. Let me do it again. (laughs) Cut. Let me do it again. Cut. Eyes rolling. Yeah. I was behind the scenes with this person who I happen to know personally because I knew him when I was a kid, and um, he failed over and over again. It wasn't easy. He had to do all the things that I have to do to prepare for that kind of moment. Yeah. Like if I'm going to stand in front of a camera, which I've had to do many times and record uh, you know, a 45-second thing, I thought a guy like him would go, oh, no problem. Just give, me the, just give me the camera. and Just tell me what to say. I'll stand here and do it. He had to deliver it probably 10 times to get it right. I'm like, that's awesome. So that the truth is, it's not easy. Now, there is, there is something we, you know, we need to keep in mind. There is a philosophy that, hey, you should do things that you love, and you should do things that come easy to you. Well, that, yeah. generally, that's true. There is like, I don't need to try to learn how to play basketball at my age, or I'm never going to be a great musician, or there's certain things that I'm just not wired to do. But in the areas where, hey, this is something I think I, need to, I can get good at, uh, and I am, I am. it's part of my DNA, and it's something I can get good at, then it, it, to get good at it, it's not going to be easy. And I'm, yeah. I'm always going to have to work on it. Even if you're great, like let's just stick with the idea of speaking. You're still going to have to prepare. You're still going to have to, in front of certain situations, memorize what you're going to have to say. You're still going to have to do all the things. It's never going to be like, no problem, I'm going to get up and talk to a thousand people.
0: You know, it's so funny you bring that one up, because I think both you and I derive some enjoyment out of you know, being in front of the crowd virtually or in, in front of a, a, a real crowd. But I think you and I also share the, the same propensity to overprepare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's because of that fear of failure. Like, you're like, I cannot get up there and forget something. I cannot right. get up there and bomb. I have to be perfect, um, which I think that drive is healthy. But I think that we can probably be our own worst critics Mm -hmm. And you never want to get to the point, what I'm taking away from this is you never want to get to the point where that limits your, your desire to try new things and keep growing. Um, That's because then, then it would become a real negative, but a healthy desire to be really good um, with, with the balance of, I know it might not be perfect the first time is probably a pretty healthy way to think of that. Would you say?
1: Yes. I think it's, it's, Exactly. Because I think it's kind of what we're trying to communicate here is that it's how we think about this and how we interpret all this is what is what's what keeps us from or maybe we move forward and and push ourselves, but it's so painful to do it because of how we think about it. You know, like one of the negative narratives is, is I am what I do. Yeah. Right. What if what if you didn't really care what other people think? I mean, yeah, think about yeah. that. What if you really didn't care? What if it didn't matter what other people thought about you? How free would you be? But yeah. what happens is, is like, well, if you don't like me, and by the way, I mean, you talk about you listen to the people that are super famous, you know, that have, you know, everybody knows their name. They worry about the same stuff. You know, it's like they they still get stung by the negative reviews. But if you just could say, I don't really care about what people think. I'm not what I do or I'm not going to be determined, my my value is not going to be determined by other people's perspective. I mean, how free would we be to just go learn new stuff, like children do?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Think about that. That's a great point. What's I was just life? thinking, like, when I was a kid,
0: my dad's like, you know, I know you just played football in the fall, but go play hoops in the winter. I'm like, I don't want to play hoops. I don't think I'm tall enough to play hoops. Like, go play hoops and see if you like it. I love yeah. hoops, right? And then, And he's like, play baseball in the spring. And like, I know I'm using sports analogies, but at one point I was playing four or five sports in the year. And yeah, you're trying it all and you're good at some and you're not good at others. But at the end of the day, you, you stretched yourself. And then by the time you get to high school, you pick one or two. And that's, I think that's, that's a, that's a valuable lesson that is taught at a very early age.
1: Just try stuff. And, and, and,
0: you know, as you get older, you can be more prescriptive with what those things you try
1: might be uh great point yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's it's so that kind of helps us stress sort of the negative narratives is like what yeah. i remember one time if i had to kind of wrap all this up i was really nervous about doing something um mm-hmm. it was kind of an interview thing um i was going to be interviewed by somebody I had a, a lot of respect for and i was talking to my family about it and it was i was doing it with my wife and my daughter it's a long story i don't want to you know talk much about my world but i was super nervous my daughter-in-law asked me a real poignant question she said what are you so afraid of mm-hmm. and even though that sounds like a really simple question it's like that totally like oh well, yeah i'm really afraid what am i yeah. so afraid and that's the bottom line of kind of with our narrative is like if, if we can figure out what we're thinking about and attack the lies yeah then yeah our body our body might still feel the fear, but at least we're addressing it and, can, it, it. and over time, that fear will go away. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that. But, well, but
0: and you remember, um, remember the Dale Carnegie book, um, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, I believe was what it was called. And one right. of the primary things that I, I don't remember all of that book, but I do remember the feeling of, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if I do this? And then flash forward, can I live with that? Mm-hmm. Then all the worry comes out of it, right? Because I think as, yeah. as as humans, we're prone to worry for whatever reason. And again, I think we've talked about a lot of them. We're we're worried about failure. We're, right. but if you can say the worst thing that's going to happen is this I'm going to bomb like in front of a crowd of a hundred people, right? And that means I might get fired. And you go, well, what would happen if I got fired? Like, and you can live with like. And, and I just painted the worst possible scenario, yeah, of, of body, body. right? <laughs> but, but the point is, if you take yourself through that exercise, that's what your, your daughter-in-law did. She said, what are you so afraid
1: of? It's what like, so what's the worst of? thing that happens? Yeah, you know what I realized? I was worried about how that other person would judge me. Yeah. The yeah. person that I was going to do this thing with, I was, you know, I was worried yeah. that they would, I wanted their respect. And so as I realized, I'm like, well, that's stupid. And so I was able to, and it's funny, by the time the thing happened because of that question, I was very free. Hmm. So the takeaway from the narrative part is figure out what lies you're telling yourself and then attack those lies with the truth and, and take time. So don't just run from the situation, figure out what's driving, what's driving you from, you know, what's driving against the fear or the negative emotions. Yeah. Very, I would say this is, is
0: very deep, Tom. We are this really is deep, deep.
1: This is deep. This deep. is deep. Well, it kind of just came out of this situation where I was really beating myself up because I didn't perform as well, but I realized it's I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I needed this. This is for me, Scott. I needed this yep. session.
0: This is this the is a therapy session say, for you, not for you know, our guests. You
1: know, hopefully other people can help. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. It's good. The other thing uh kind of that I've learned um and, and kind of evaluating what unlocks us um, from from the bondage of not moving beyond our comfort zone um, is determining our motivation so a lot of times our motivation is a really about us mm-hmm. which is not going to sustain us so for example, like um, I remember having a conversation with somebody about being an entrepreneur. And if the reason that you want to be an entrepreneur is you want to have more free time and you want to make more money, that's, that's not going to sustain you. That's not motivation enough. And thus that's about you. And, yeah. um, but if the reason that you want to be an entrepreneur is because you're so passionate about solving a problem and it's really about serving others, that, that gets your focus off yourself. Yeah. And can can uh, alleviate the fear. If my word, if my passion, if my, motivation is I want to speak and be effective at speaking or, be, or do stand-up so people will like me more, then there's a lot at risk there. But if my goal and motivation is how do I help people learn something that can help them do whatever or yeah. um, make them happy because they're sad or whatever whatever the motivation is, uh, it's about other people, That I can see my shoulders lower and I yeah. feel – Okay. Hey, I'm not worried about losing this deal because I'm going to be because how I'm going to look in the company or the money I'm going to lose. I'm worried about they're not going to get the solution they need, and I need to help them solve their problem. And that's my passion is to help them make a better decision.
0: That That makes so much sense. So
1: much sense. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I I mean, this is this is fascinating, and I'm and I'm glad it's helping you. So let's. (laughs) let's, uh, Let's bring it. Let's bring it, kind of around the, the the turn for home here. What you know? How do we? How do we? How do we address? Oh, actually, is there is there any other things before we 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 move to uh, addressing this? There's one uh, more thing, you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, here's what I here's what I would what I would probably the biggest takeaway is I would say is change what you measure. Yeah. So when you're learning something, if you're when you're moving out of your comfort zone and you're going to learn something new. Don't measure the results like, okay, I'm going to go, let's just stick with the speaking because it's kind of easy. Everybody okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to learn how to speak or learn how to write or do something that's way outside my comfort zone, which means I'm going to fail. Don't measure the results. How many people downloaded the blog? How many people, whatever, or how many people did, yeah. they, did they embrace my recommendation at the end of my talk? Or did I get the right scores because I decided I'm going to speak at a conference and I'm going to, I want to do that. I want to develop that. I want to be a thought leader. Um, don't, if the first time you go speak, don't, don't measure your success by the scores you get at the end of the conference because they will score you. Mm-hmm. Measure yourself by three things. One, did you show up? Just show up. Measure yourself by, did you show up? Did I show up? Hey, I showed up. It's kind of like the American idol. Yeah. Yeah. You measure yourself by saying I got in front of the judges and I showed up. That's how I'm going to not, did I get to Hollywood or get to the, I showed up and say, gosh, I showed up. I did all the things it took to get through those gates to put myself out there and get in front of the judges. And that's how I'm going to measure my success. you know, maybe it turns out to be you're amazing and you get uh, a contract or whatever, but that's one thing as a show The other thing is I would say is define, measure yourself by defining and following your plan. In other words, don't, not with the results is like, did you come up with your plan and here's what you're going to do? And did you follow the plan? Kind of back to me writing a book. I'm going to hire a consultant. I'm going to hire an editor. I'm going to write a first draft and I'm going to get blah, blah. And so maybe all that leads to, I don't eventually have a best-selling book, but I'm going to, I'm going to come up with my plan and I'm going to follow my plan. And the other thing I would say is measure yourself by your willingness to get feedback and learn.
0: Good. So so like
1: I did speak and I got, what's the feedback? Hey, you know, like I just did a thing with selling power for you, you know? And so you give me feedback and I say, well, okay, did I learn? I showed up. I learned, I prepped, I did all the things. So I was successful, not based on scores or number of leads, but based on those things. And I think when you're first, again, moving outside your comfort zone, it helps to look at not the outcomes, but what are you doing? to to ultimately get those outcomes
0: it's the steps in between i mean i'm just back to the ski analogy we were talking about earlier yeah. i mean you just you don't measure how many times you fall on the way down you measure the fact that you got down the mountain in some cases in a medical right. toboggan but but at the end of the day i did make it down <laughs> it, didn't <die. laughs> it didn't die so i did and, I, and by the way glutton for punishment kept going back until i became an okay skier so yeah so i think what what a great topic well let's bring this thing home with any parting gifts we have for the group, uh, any resources or thoughts you have on other places to help people think through how to continue to grow, uh, outside their comfort zone? Uh,
1: I, the only thing I, uh, something I watched the other day that I thought was amazing, which, uh, uh which surprised me. There's a jump video by Steve Harvey on YouTube. Oh, okay. And I loved it. And it's basically talking about getting out of your comfort zone, you know, and it kind of, it kind of captures what I heard Lionel Richie say. Uh, again on American I big fan of American Idol. I love yeah. I love the stories um and Lionel Richie said to somebody he said life begins at the end of your comfort zone
0: ooh i like that
1: what i tell, I I love that and and so Steve Harvey has this um video really just about this topic yeah uh and it, it it it's great it's much better than anything that i've said today but uh, and the other <laughs> thing, Don't thing send them away yeah. well you know it's just fine <laughs> They didn't know that until they got to this point. That's true. They've uh, listened to it. The other thing, the other thing I would say in closing is, I would just, I would, I, I would recommend that whatever it is that you want to do is go public. Go public with your plan. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go public with I'm going to be uh, a, a stand up comedian for <laughs> and travel the world and make millions of dollars. But just go public with what you're willing to try. Yeah. What you're willing best i'm gonna i'm gonna write 25 blogs and i'm gonna go public with that i'm gonna hire a coach i'm gonna do stand up or i'm gonna do something um and just go public with. It. that's what i did with the book because i knew i did i needed that and so i i put myself out there and said i'm gonna write a book i'm gonna follow this plan and i told the whole company that and damn it i had to do it because i did that and so yeah, that gives you good, kind a of good sense
0: thing. of accountability right you've got somebody yeah. else that's that's Not only holding you accountable because you said you were going to do it, but also helping you in some ways, right, Um, to accomplish your goal. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, he is Tom Stanville. He is everything from a selling perspective that we ask for. And we are so happy you guys got to spend time on the couch with Tom sharing <laughs> his own therapy session. There, this was a
1: therapy session. Definitely. His own this growth. Definitely,
0: definitely. Well, and, and, and that's good. That's why we have a beer and we just kick back on a Friday and we just talk about this kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm very, very excited. Hope you guys got good value out of it. Make sure you share it. Download and subscribe to the podcast. Get it out to as many people as you can. We are never more fulfilled than we are helping others. This is how we try to help. We hope you uh, are fulfilled in your career as sellers and those who help sellers. And we will see you in another week on Sales with Aslan.